hey there. How's everyone doing? I'm just reading the Deseret Magazine. Latest edition. Recognize that fella? Ryan Smith himself. Look how handsome he looks here. That's a handsome man. This man is changing the face of Utah. Everyone check this out. It was written by McKay Coppins, a prominent, prominent writer. Very prominent. Check him out. Check out McKay Coppins. I don't know. Read this. It's pretty cool. By the way, I'm really impressed with this magazine. This is a very well done magazine. They've got great national writers on here. Um, yeah, Deseret Magazine. Quite incredible. Very cool. Anyway, welcome to Silicon Slopes Live. My name is Clint Betts. Uh, we're here. This is the final show of the week. We do it every day, Monday through Thursday. We don't do it Friday. We don't do it Saturday. And we certainly don't do it on Sunday. So this is the last show of the week. Uh, big news. Big news coming out of the state of Utah. Know Me Help has raised the largest Series A round in Utah history at 110 million dollars 110 million dollars not bad for a bunch of amateurs that's a dig that's an old dig but i went there <laughs> not afraid to go there show a pic of uh nomi health's office here real quick that's what it looks like isn't that incredible very 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 cool um we have oh yeah here's another pic of you know them what they do mobile health units nomi health does a lot of cool stuff they uh, saved the state of Utah when it came to testing early on in the pandemic. I still I believe they still do the majority of testing here in the state, or at least a, a good chunk of it. And um, yeah, they've raised the largest Series A round in Utah history. To talk about this, we're going to bring our very own publisher, editorial director, the very man himself, Papa P, onto the show. Let's bring him in. Uh, Papa P, how are you, man? I can't hear him. Say it again. How, tell everybody how you're doing again. I'm doing great. Still am. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> Still am. Tell us about this Nomi Health deal. What have you learned? Well, so Nomi Health was formed 2019, 2018. And the whole purpose was to create a new model for what they called direct healthcare. And one of the challenges with healthcare, of course, in the United Easy. States and around the world is just too expensive. And so the guys behind, the team behind No Meal Care said, can we actually lower costs while delivering great services to patients and organizations out there? And they said, yeah, we can figure that out. So they started with COVID, but also moved to things like diabetes, testes. And so as a result of that, what they did was they were gonna go mobile. We're gonna set up lads around the country. And since 2019, they've hired over 2000 people. They're operating in over 12 states um, and they do mobile labs and yeah, they're rocking it. I have to address something. As as uh, as you <laughs> were talking, Weston was doing crazy things with the camera, zooming in and uh, out of me. Wasn't it, like me. That it was caught. Me. That was caught on air. Uh, I tried to ignore it. I was doing hand signals to Kelly and Weston, <laughs> like, "Hey, there's weird things going on." 
But then when I saw that that was actually going live on the feed, I feel like yeah. we have to address that as professionals. Yeah. No, uh, that's, you're right. We, we do. For some reason, Weston was zooming in on me a ton, like clicking I was really in. into Papa P. I was zooming in on Papa P, okay? Let's just address it. That's what it was. He was clicking into okay. David. I'd like, yeah, and Papa P. By the way, All why right. do people call you Papa P? Oh, wow. 25 years ago, our oldest daughter, uh, budding hip-hop and soul singer, we put together a little record label. She made it on The Cut on MTV, one of the first reality TV shows. And it was easier for her friends, her street team, to call me Papa P instead of Mr. Politis or Brother Politis. So Papa P. Okay, so I have a million questions now. What <laughs> is Hell yeah. What is a street team? Street team is who an artist or record label will bring together to help pimp, to help promote an artist and her or his or their art and their events and their music. A street team. So uh, how is she's she's a very popular influencer, correct? Or is this a different daughter? Yeah, this is Malia, Malia Johnson. And today she has 350,000 subscribers on YouTube for The Malia Show. And uh, she helps mostly moms learn how to live the fabulous life to less. Yeah. Been there uh, for 20 years. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I asked how it the Papa P name originated, I did not expect it's, it was given to me by a street team off of like a MTV band yeah. thing. That's that's a good that's a good answer. I thought you were going to say like, oh, it's just what my daughter called me growing up or something. No, no it's Papa P. And now my our, our grandkids call me Papa. And when I call on the sports talk radio locally, I announce myself as Papa P. That's There's cool. a lot of Daves out there, a lot of Daves out there. But if you listen to some of the sports talk radios in town and you hear Papa P, that's me. Have you thought of putting out your own record? I can sing, but no, not happening. <laughs> Prove it. Prove you can sing right now. <laughs> Ave Maria. All book. right, so this Nomi Health news, it's a big deal, right? Like, yeah. Nomi Health started, uh, uh, what, early 2019? 2019. And they have already, they're valued, they've got to be valued at over a billion dollars. Do we know that? Was that was the we valuation disclosed? Not include. But there's not no include. way you're just like us, just speculating here. There's yeah. no way you're not valued at over a billion dollars at that big no, of a raise. Not true. Not true. Sorry. I'm going to push back, buddy. But yeah, no, they, they might have come in at we're gonna yeah. put in $110 Let's million. Debate. No, yeah, you're probably right. And you're probably you actually round. valued around 400 to 550, $600 million. You 20 so? to 25% percent stake. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. I'm guessing they're worth over a billion. I'm guessing you're wrong, but that's okay. We can have our different opinion and still be friends. This is cool. Yeah. This is like a cable news show now. Now we're debating. Um, <laughs> all right. So big news. They started relatively recently. They did. 2019 is not that long ago. No. Have 
dramatically scaled up. I mean, there, there, there's over 2,000 employees. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Over 2,000 um, employees. We know that there have people on the ground in California, California, sorry, California, Colorado, Florida, Hawaii, Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska, Texas, Utah. And their PR person didn't want me to put this in there. But if you go look at jobs, they're looking to hire people in the Bahamas. So there are at least 13 states that we know of. So That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's some breaking news right there. Nobody else going to the Bahamas. I don't care what their PR person has to say. Yeah, if you want to work for Nomi in the Bahamas, apply now. Why would you not? So Nomi uh, Health, who, again, was like such a huge pivotal uh, resource for the state of Utah, the yeah. state of Iowa, the state of Nebraska early on in the pandemic, has yeah. expanded, grown into at least 13 states, potentially the yeah. Bahamas, which is not a yeah. state, but a country. You not yet. That? Yeah, not yet. Um, wouldn't it be cool if Bahamas was a like the fifth? That would be state? so fetching awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. All right, so that's big news. I actually think that's historic news. It is. Yeah, my that my reporting largest... says that it's the first time that we've cracked 110. You know, so it's it's the biggest ever. Wow, we have an intrepid reporter on the team, and it's hard to remember it because I just make things up. I'm like, yeah, they're worth over a billion. <laughs> He's like, no, they're not. I'm like, that's the largest ever. He's like, yeah, I actually fact-checked that, though. <laughs> He's probably way mad about the camera angles earlier, dude. I'm good. I'm totally good. You know, just point me which camera to look at. I don't care. Papa P from the street team. Uh, right. Club Med. You did a big story, and you're excited about this. I Honestly, I don't know what Club Med is. So you're going to have to start there with, like, here is what Club Med is. But Club Med is coming to the state of Utah. What does that mean? You're really excited about this. Well, I'm excited about it for a couple of reasons, some which may not be obvious from the get, but Club Med is in the resort arena, you know, not counting the resort down in Southern Utah, you pay like four to $5,000 a night. Anybody can pretty much get into Club Med in their resorts on the world, but it's it's up here. It's it's premier, and so for the first time in over twenty years, Club Med is going to be launching, kicking off, building a new Club Med in the United States, and it's not beach oriented. It's snow and mountain oriented, and it's going to be in the snow basin resort and uh it's going to be what 400 plus rooms and it's a big deal no basin you remember it was the downhill olympics uh venue for the 2002 olympics so the fact they're coming to utah and a snow basin it's great for utah it's great for the state and yeah it's a big deal have you ever stayed at a club med i have not what was this? I'm so I'm way curious now. What is this Southern Utah one? That's where I want to go. That sounds um, way cool. Forget the name. It starts with an A, but it's like literally $3,500, $4,000, a night. Oh, is that the one by Lake Powell, kind of? Yeah, kind of down there. Oh, yeah. that does, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. you and I can afford that, my friend. Uh, maybe we can get a sponsor <laughs> to take care of that for us. Yeah. How dare he you? <laughs> he can afford it. I can't. 
<laughs> How crazy uh, is not that? Me. Not me. Um, okay, so I have other questions to ask you. Um, yeah. Have we officially announced this? If not, this is the official announcement. That I don't you know. I don't are, know what you're going to say. You are now the publisher, editorial director of Silicon Slopes full-time. You're full-time on the job. That's done. Paperwork has yeah. been signed, I hope. Yeah. We'll, let's pretend it has. Um, <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> yes, it's signed. Uh, we're, it's inked. I'm We've inked him. He's here. Yeah. He's here to stay. We're all getting Papa P tattoos this wow. weekend to celebrate the occasion. Okay. I don't uh, want to know about that. So tell us about what you, you've been with us for how long now? Uh, it'll actually be four months on friday four uh, months and you've been working full-time for us for four months but now we're like hey you want to be paid full-time uh yeah. and uh what has your experience been like as the new publisher and editorial director of silicon slopes and and what are you thinking tell, tell us the vision of this thing you really want me to answer this question right yeah okay. let's do it all right so um I'm so nervous now, actually. Maybe, should I have said no? <laughs> Look, I, I'm trained as a public relations professional. I've been doing PR and investor relations and marketing works for over 35 years. Uh, Self-syndicated columnist for 10 years from 2003 to 2010 called Utah Tech Watch, picked up by the Daily Herald, Deseret News, and the enterprise it's like city i was reaching roughly a quarter million people a week and i was reporting on what's going on in utah's tech scene and 500 plus 525 columns 600 800 000 words an issue and it was great it helped the community because most people didn't understand what tech was back then and it helped my business generated revenue for us, leads for us. But it was really more about helping people understand technology, wrap their head around it. And I got burned out. And rather than push pause, I killed it. 2013. Which actually created a gap for you and iZeni and Beehive, Steps, uh, Beehive um, Startups. Let because just, nobody was let me covering just insert tech. here. Uh, Beehive Startups was launched in 2013. <laughs> I know. I'm very aware. Yeah. So it's okay. And we had a friendly relationship. You can laugh. It's okay. It was. Oh, Craig, it I was didn't actually, know that until right now. <laughs> you didn't put that together? No. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like the original tech blogger. People have been <laughs> Papa P's been doing it for like 20 years before yeah. me. And now there are right. people who are launching websites who are like, we're the first ever to do it. And we're like, what? we're yeah, like right here. Stop but, um, smoking that crack or whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Isn't that crazy? So I'm doing like, that. Imagine if you had kept going. Well, I think. <laughs> You'd be look. where I am right now. Exactly where you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know this about me, and, and we are actually, we're friends, and um, you know this about me, and our viewers will get a sense of this. I'm a person of faith. I don't make uh, bones about it. I'm not embarrassed about it. I don't shove it down people's throats, but I think God had a different journey for me, and so I am, here I am. So 
Fast forward from 2013, uh, I go off and become chief marketing officer for two different companies. And then in 2016, I become a marketing mercenary. People hired me to come in, fix marketing problems. And I've been doing that since 2016. Except in January, I started a new blog, a new online media property called Desert Business Watch. And it was covering all the business news from Utah that wasn't being covered. And this is not a slam against the writers and reporters that cover business in the state of Utah. There just aren't enough resources. And I don't know if ad dollars coming in to support them. When I moved in this marketplace, there were 13 business journals just covering what's happening in business at the Deseret News, at the Daily Herald, and the Tribune. And today there is one, just one. So it's it hurts the community. It really does. Because how can you learn to help yourself and your entrepreneurial journey in your work as a worker if you don't understand what's going on? So January this year, I started Deseret Business Watch. Initially, it was a look back every week, what had happened during the week. It was I thought was important. Every industry, not just tech. And then six weeks in, I started doing feature stories. The first one was about SWIG. And I did a number of those. And then lo and behold, I get a shocking text message in July. Clint Betts. Hey, we love what you're doing. We've been watching. You should come do that here. I'm like, what the blank? I called you. And you were serious. And three weeks later, I started part-time. That's what I've been doing. And to be clear, part-time here, because I've been working 60, 70 hours a week supporting my clients over the last four months. And yeah, now I'm going full-time. So, Well, we're uh, lucky to have so, you here. So you want to know why I'm here? Yeah. The reason why I'm here, as much as like you, I think the eyes of the world, whether they know or not, are pointing at Utah. They don't get it. They don't understand. It's like, what is in the water? What are they smoking? What's happening? We have the hottest business economy in the country and on a per capita basis, probably in the world. We're doing some really pretty cool stuff. And I think we can serve an example, not just for the tech community, because the moment that you, uh, sorry, Weston, don't be mad. This is cool. The moment I put one of these in a person's hand, they now have a supercomputer at their beck and call. They have a four to 20K <laughs> camera still in video at their beck and call. They can reach 5 billion people on the planet anytime they want. The moment you do that, then they are tech informed. They are tech uplifted. It changes their life. And technology is eating the entire world, every industry, every culture. It's changing everything. I'm here to help change the world, to help change the world in Utah, to uplift everybody. Ronald Reagan was right. A rising tide lifts all boats. That's why I'm here. I want to help lift all boats. So, 
That's my oh, speech. I want to like vote for you for something. Thank Are you. you running for something? What's I'm not. That was that was beautiful, God, man. I could I could I honestly taken. could not have said that myself. That was that was very very beautiful. Thank um, you. You mentioned something in there that that I think is probably worth touching on. You said like, hey, there none of the local media outlets have anyone covering business ex- or tech except for one. I believe that's the Deseret News, and I believe Deseret that's News. the great Art Raymond. Who we, we love, love and I think uh, cover covers yeah. the the community quite well. He does. It is true that um, the majority of the coverage we get for Silicon Slopes, outside of Silicon Slopes itself, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. like we're covering stuff, you're covering stuff um, right. that that's happening here is out of state. Like it's like uh, Forbes magazine, it's TechCrunch, yeah. it's Recode, it's the Wall Street Journal, it's the New York <laughs> Times. It, it, isn't it interesting that the local media outlets, and again, this isn't a criticism because what are you going to do? The, the newspaper industry and the media industry has like gone through such a crazy period over the past yeah. decade, but they missed the biggest story in the state of Utah over the past decade, which yeah. is the rise of Silicon Slopes and the rise of what happened in you know primarily Utah County, but throughout the state right. and this new generation of wealth and entrepreneurs that have kind of come over and now like you know one of them owns the utah jazz and i I doubt they expected anyone in utah county had that type of money and like uh there how many companies have gone public over the past five years out of the state of utah it's it's actually quite remarkable and again this isn't a critique but it's interesting to look back on because it's true they missed the biggest story of the past decade in the state of utah well and their businesses the Tribune is a business, even though it's now a nonprofit. Nonprofits are businesses. And if you don't have money coming in the door, and that includes nonprofits, you stop operating. You go out of business. So from that standpoint, starting with Craigslist and then technology in general, the ad dollars went away from newspapers and then shortly after from magazines. So you've seen this overall collapse of business news coverage, unless you have the business enterprise in place, the ecosystem in place to support it. So I don't slam the ownership of the Tribune or the Daily Herald or any of them here in town. It's just the reality of business. And yet at the same time, to your point, it was also the mm, biggest story happening. The biggest thing that happened this, this decade and had they covered it, I wonder if they'd be in the same financial position. And it's hard now. Like, uh, I, I, it sounds like a couple of them might be ramping up to add a reporter or two to yeah. the beat. Um, yeah. I think it's hard now to, one, like, understand the community, how it got here. I mean, this is like 30, 40 years in the making where we're at right here to just kind of jump in. Um, now, I think we'll take some catch up. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. To get in order to get yeah. some credibility on the thing. Yeah. And then uh, also on, on some of these outlets, like if you're kind of anti business and anti capitalism from the start, I'm not sure how much credibility you're going to have. Well, you know what I mean by that? I do. I do understand. And there is a, there, there's an average. When you look at the entire ecosystem, the entire population of of reporters, of journalists, most of them tend to be more liberal leaning. And that's not bad. It just is. And 
a lot of those individuals are not necessarily friends of capitalism. They believe there should be more support for those who are less privileged, who have less opportunity. And I believe the same thing, but the reality is I'd rather have business women and men making those decisions versus elected or appointed officials. This is a different mindset. So, I mean, when I think about what's going on in Utah, I think we're going to be shocked when the final numbers are in. We're going to be north of $30 billion for 2021 of money raised or capital created, value created. I mean, an example would be Vista Equity Partners acquiring Pluralsight for over $3 billion. $3 billion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Qualtrics going public. At one point, they had like a $28, $30 billion valuation, valuation after going public. So it, it's crazy what we're seeing here. It's record setting. 2021 is record setting. And I had a confidential conversation with someone in the financial community. He believes 22 will be even better. 2022 will be even better. Who who would, who did you have that conversation? <laughs> it was confidential. <laughs> nice try. That was me. Was it Weston? Just because he has a banking all. account does not mean he's a financial <laughs> expert. I don't know it, it, what to say to that. Uh, you it's know, it's okay. interesting we're having this conversation around like media covering tech and business, uh, particularly local on today when Nomi Health raises the largest Series A round, probably the most yeah. covered tech company of the past year. Almost none of it positive, a real understanding mm-hmm. on what was going on there. And now they are a ginormous, again, like just a missed business story on how they did that, what status quo they were disrupting why it was working and it became kind of like this political football uh and it got intertwined in like a gubernatorial race and all these various things whereas like now we look back year and a half later this this company um you say not worth a billion yet i probably say they're they're tracking to be worth at least a billion dollars of course raise the largest series a in utah history yeah that is an incredible story it is. And those yeah. outlets that covered all that yeah. have not covered well, us. And they, they haven't. And let's be clear here. Something that I've not done, I did not do in this article. Props need to be given to the founding team that started Nomi. And specifically, we're talking about Mark Newman, who's the founder and CEO. And if you don't know who Mark is, just go look him up on LinkedIn. But I'll save you the trouble. He was the founder and ran at various levels, Hireview, for almost 13 years. And here's one of the things that we learn as you start to follow business is that experience allows you to do things that you couldn't do when you didn't have the experience. That may seem like, duh, but the reality is when you start a company, there's things you just don't know. And when you talk to Corporate attorneys, securities attorneys, again and again and again, they see founders, entrepreneurs that messed up their legal documentation from day one. And so they go to raise money and they're there at the table to sign. And it's like, oh, wait, you don't have all your corporate minutes in place. We need to get that taken care of. And 
when you've been the CEO, the founder of a venture-backed company for, second time around is typically easier. Third time around, typically easier. And Mr. Newman, serving on boards, he's investing in companies, he's helping other companies, and he's running Nomi Health. Bravo, bravo. Yeah, Mark's an incredible entrepreneur, actually. Yeah. I uh, I mentioned like the the news outlet, the Salt Lake Tribune. I used to be on the board of the Salt Lake Tribune. I'm no longer oh. on the, the board of the Salt Lake Tribune, so I, I should probably say that. Um, I believe they're in a lawsuit with Nomi Health, so maybe that's why they can't, uh, or at least their uh, uh, chair of the board, Paul Huntsman, is they're in the middle of a lawsuit there. Mm-hmm. With Nomi? Yeah. Cool. Nomi, who just raised $125 million. Excuse me. Thank you for the fact check. Thank you. I would have said 125 or none of the 110. All right. So um, congrats to Nomi Health. It's yep. a fascinating story of disruption. I think it's like the classic innovator's dilemma from Clayton Christensen's, Clayton Christensen's book, taking on like kind of this old established um, industry and bringing some innovation to it. It did. And you mentioned Clinton Christian. Did you, you may not have read the press release because I did not include this in the actual story. Clayton Christensen's venture fund, investment fund, invested in Nomi Health. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, I believe it's Rose Park Advisor. Here's yeah. my last question for you before we let you go. Can Why I- do you use so many hashtags on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, Every time you post a tweet from the Silicon Slope Store account, I know exactly who posted it. It was Papa P because <laughs> there's a million hashtags. And I'm like, what is going on here? Who's... Explain because yourself. I can. Because I can. And the short answer is I never know what someone's going to look for using what hashtag. And so in Twitter, you have X amount of real estate. As long as I don't use up the last 20 characters, I'm going to try to use that real estate. Yeah. That's why. That's cool. So, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't like you it. You can keep giving me crap. It's okay. But now I like it. I, and it's a good signifier. Like, all right, David's published something. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now I He's know. still there. <laughs> wow. Is there hashtags on the Twitter polls? That was written yeah. by Paul. Okay. okay. There you go. There you go. Thank All you. right. Thanks, my friend. Good to see you. Thanks, everyone, Thank for tuning you. in. This has been Silicon Slopes Live, signing off for Kelly Jensen, Weston Tanner, and Papa P. My name is Clint Betts, and this has been another episode of Silicon Slopes Live. We'll see you all next week.